Welcome back to another episode, a bonus episode of Looking at the Things. I'm Micah, and today we are going to have a little story time. So get your snacks, get your drinks, get comfy, because we are going to be talking about the Eras Tour and my experience with it. I am so excited to tell you guys about the most chaotic 24 hours I had when it came to um, just reacting to me finding out that I could go, and to the entire concert, so <laughs> there's literally no time to waste. I'm just gonna get into it. So the way that this episode is gonna go is so we're gonna start dividing this episode into different segments, and it's gonna be how I got into Taylor, my first full album from her, how I got into the concert, um, my Eras tour outfit, and the concert itself, which means we're gonna have more than 10 different segments on this episode, but I'm just so excited because there is a lot to talk about. So I'm gonna be fully honest with you. I only knew Taylor from her singles, which was, you know, You Belong With Me, uh, Shake It Off, you know, just like from every era, those singles I have heard, believe me, I've heard all the singles. And that's how I only knew Taylor. But, you know, I was vibing with You Belong With Me during the Fearless era. And then Red is probably the second most, at the time when I was young, probably the second largest amount of singles I had heard from her. Um, like, I Knew You Were Trouble, 22, etc. And we were just vibing. Um, but then we we have that shift from Red into 1989, which is where she is in her full pop transition. And we all know the singles from, from 1989. We know Blank Space, Style, Shake It Off, Wildest Dreams, Out of the Woods, Bad Blood. All of that. Like, I had the time of my life with 1989 and its singles, and I cannot wait for uh 1989 tv to come out because i i truly felt like i actually grew up with taylor on that era and um it was just a lot of fun and i only knew like the singles i only listened to the singles because like if you have the pandora music app that's what my mom used and always it would be like you know the current singles and always taylor would pop up so I would be singing, we would just be singing, dancing in the car. It was, you know, it was so cute. And I, I love those memories. So, yeah. So, then we move on to Reputation, because I'm just, like, skipping along with different eras. But Reputation, I think, was the only era where I only heard the least amount of singles. I know there were only four, but I had only listened to one. And that was Look What You Made Me Do, which was, like, the opening the 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 beginning of the rap era so yeah and i thought that video was so cool like it was it was just incredible with like the different eras of taylor especially on like what taylor mountain i, I like that has that visual has been brought up on tiktok recently and i'm just like that was so cool <laughs> Um, and then we move on to a dramatic shift from reputation to lover in terms of the themes and also the aesthetics, if you will, of the album, of both albums. And I 
just gonna say it. I've listened to me. We've all listened to me. Who has not listened to me? Like, it's... We know it's been that promotional single. But I also watched... After the concert, I watched Miss Americana. And it brought Taylor a lot of joy. Starting off with the era with me. Also creating that song. So, whatever makes her happy, you know. But yeah, me, me is a... Me's me's a bop. We're gonna we're gonna give it a bop. <laughs> but yeah. Um and then of course the pandemic happens and pandemic the my version of myself during the pandemic was growing more and more each day. And I had noticed that she had put out folklore and I found that out through TikTok. <laughs> And I was fascinated because everyone had just this critical acclaim of folklore. And I was just like, hmm, I don't know when I'll listen to it. And then we go on to Evermore, which was like less than half a year, I think, after folklore came out. Which is just insane to me how that turned out. They're so they're they're just such masterful classic just masterpieces i i mean like truly like it takes you into the world that taylor builds and it's incredible so yeah so i know i'm saying so a lot but (laughs) we're gonna go with it we're gonna go with it for today um we go into the re-recordings which i had no idea i'm gonna be completely honest like i have been I had no idea what the re-recordings are. So I did my research and I found out that she actually, that Taylor didn't own her music up until Lover. It was because of the shady man, let's all say it together, Scooter Braun. He is basically the reason that Taylor did not get the chance to own her work. And so Taylor decided to re-record all of her songs from debut to reputation and also include new songs called from the vault the vault tracks and that was so so cool so like it's such a cool idea i love that idea where you have someone re-record you know all like the entire album then bring in songs that were close to the cut or that were close to the final version of the album and listening to some of it because i only listened to speak now in full um i was just like i'm surprised this wasn't even on the album like it's that like it's that interesting to see and i know that she had also a lot of different songs to pick and choose from because she does write a lot of songs and only a select few i can imagine a select amount can be thrown in but if i'm not mistaken Red, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, Red might be the most amount of vault tracks. I don't know. It's thir- There are 30 songs on Red TV, which I'm like astounded by. It's, it's over two hours, <laughs> which is incredible. But um, yeah, so we go into re-recordings. I think they're cool. And then we go into, we're going to take a big time jump here. We go into sophomore year of high school and 
I have, I took honors English too. I love my English teacher for doing this. We, she gave us like this assignment for, for us. And it, one of the assignments was to listen to the last great American dynasty and to like write or basically type, write, whatever the, and like an analysis of the song. What is it about? You know, what are some themes portrayed? And guys, I fell in love with that song and that made me even more eager to listen to folklore. And so the next couple of days I did and I fell in love with it. You know, it was just in incredible. And um, I just love, I just love telling that story because that's like how I really got into what I consider is one of my favorite eras of all time from Taylor. So yeah, I completely skipped Midnight's. Okay, so Midnight's was announced, we all know at, was it the VMAs? Might have been the VMAs, I don't know. Um, but I was interested because it was, I love the concept of what keeps you up at night. And I was interested to see what kind of twist uh, this album would bring, and it's 13 tracks, and I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna give it a listen, and I did, and I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys, I wasn't a fan at first, not gonna lie, I, there were, there were, there were songs that, like, hit it for me perfectly, you know, but overall, as a whole, I was just like, I don't know how to feel, the only songs that I, like, loved so much were Karma, as soon as I heard it, I vibed so hard. It it is that song. Like it is my feel good song. And I whenever that just like comes up, like whenever I put my music on shuffle or something, I'm just like, thank you. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like I'm just vibing or just, you know, var var God, I can't even speak. That's how much I love karma. I cannot even speak. Karma is a vibe. Karma is a bop. Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend whenever I'm listening to it in the car. I love karma. Um, Lavender Haze, Snow on the Beach, uh, and Vigilante Shit were my favorite on my initial listen. And I think I was being too harsh on myself and on the album because there were some lyrics that I completely missed. And, you know, that kind of just, like, twisted my head around. I was just, like, I was so focused on the lyrics, and you know, I got stuck into this, I don't know, like, I felt, like, zoned out for a minute. So I knew that couldn't be my initial listen. And then three hours later, when it's midnight Pacific Standard Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, she unleashes the... 3 a.m. tracks and I was astounded I'm like okay we're gonna listen to it and I only listened to the great war bigger than the whole sky in Paris and then I passed out I'm not guys I'm not kidding I completely passed out after those three songs and then I woke up and my somehow my airpods were still on and the radio shuffle was going on <laughs> It was so funny. I just wake up and I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna listen to the whole album another time. 
So I did. I did listen to Midnight's, um, the 3 a.m. edition, the whole thing, front to back, and I loved it. I just loved it because I thought the placements were perfect in terms of, I I just had to keep that concept in mind, like, what keeps you up at night? And the truth is, like, with this album, there's a lot of different things that can keep you up at night. It can be you thinking about a romance. It could be you thinking about a fantasy that may not be true or is coming true. It could be about planning revenge. It can be about so many different things. And I just loved the album so much more for that. So, you know, I loved Midnight's and Midnight's was my first, was my first full album from Taylor before Folklore. I'm going to preface that again. Midnight's was my first full album from her before I listened to Folklore. And I loved Midnight's so much. It was always on my playlist. It was just, it was incredible. And Midnight's is that commercially successful album. You are hearing different songs in different media, whether it be commercials or even TV shows. The Summer I Turned Pretty is a great example of that. Um, I, I, I've seen the TikToks. I'm not going to go into, <laughs> into that. Unless we, unless I get some, some friends on here and I watch it and then we all like discuss <laughs> what, what we think of it. Um, comment down below if, if you are into that. I think you can leave us a comment on Spotify. So, yeah. So after we go into Midnight's and Folklore, we we just shuffle through. I listened to Speak Now TV and I was excited because I was like I was commit I was committing myself. <laughs> I was committing myself to listen to like a full re-recording and I was like Speak Now I'm I'm very interested about and I loved Speak Now. Um I stayed up till like eleven forty five listening to it. Um I just, you know, I thought it was cute. I thought it was wholesome. It was just, I think, just a really good album and a really good era from Taylor. Um, if you were asking my favorite tracks from Speak Now TV, uh, it's Better Than Revenge. I love that song so much. Um, I know people are upset about the mattress line. I, I, I kind of like the moth to a flame line. I'm not going to lie. Then we have Enchanted, Castles Crumbling, I Can See You, Timeless, Electric Touch, Back to December, and Long Lived. And this is not in any order. I just love the album so much. So that explains my entire history, my very jumbled timeline of me, how I got into Taylor, how I listened to Taylor, what albums I loved, and yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited, though, for the upcoming re-recordings, which... We'll talk about, we're going to talk about that, uh, a little later. So, yeah. To explain this thread of events, it truly feels like a weird dream. So I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, I went to Target with my parents and this was like two days before I was actually going to go see Taylor on tour (laughs) and we were getting some essentials and the one rule I always have for Target is that I have to go to the electronics even if it's for a quick run, if I'm like running in and out, like to just get something, I have to stop by electronics because 
I love that. I love that aisle so much. Um, I got a vinyl player for my birthday two years ago, and my lovely parents have gotten me so many vinyls to go along with it. We got Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, The White Stripes, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, etc. I was spoiled. <laughs> I, I was so spoiled, you guys. And they had driven to so many different targets just to get those vinyls. So shout out to my parents for doing that. You were crazy, but you do it because you love me and I love you very much. Um, so back to the present, we're at Target and we go to the electronic section. I'm noticing that they don't have really a lot of vinyls or CDs left and that I'm interested in, in terms of like different artists and such. And at this point, I really hadn't told my parents that I had listened frequently to Taylor. Like my mom knew that I listened to Taylor, like with the radio on and stuff and, you know, um, and we 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 hear the stolen versions of her albums because they're on that it's like an example of this would be 1989 whenever a 1989 song pops up at least for like pandora radio <laughs> it's gonna be the stolen version until taylor's version comes out but for for us at least we've only listened to, to taylor's version and i told my mom this because i think one time I was like is that is that the right version of the song because some radio or you know streaming app or music apps if you will they don't like sometimes they don't like shuffle out the old version for the new version of a song like you know Taylor Swift but um yeah the only re-recordings that need to happen left or that need to be released left are 1989 Reputation and Debut so yeah but I had explained to my mom that I explained my mom this and she was very interested in and then I told her about the vault tracks and the re-recordings and all that and I told her how she would collab with people like you know Haley Williams from Paramore, Phoebe Bridgers, Fall Out Boy etc. So every time we hear a song from Taylor um mostly 1989 or sometimes Red she's she will always ask me is this the right version <laughs> like do I skip this and uh, I, I really appreciate that, Mom. So, thank you. Anyways, my mom points out to me that they have the Speak Now TV CD. And she's like, you you always tell me about like her re-recording her albums. And I find it so interesting. And there's this dead silence in the room. And my dad's like, you're a Swifty. <laughs> and, I, and I tried to explain myself. Like, again, I'm not like a Swifty, like a hardcore Swifty. But he's just like you know, he's, like, in pure shock, <laughs> and, um, because, again, I, I didn't listen to Taylor that often in the past, so, he, you know, he, he, you know, he's, he's too much, uh, in shock, but, you know, um, he, he's not too much of a fan, but I, I say, you cannot deny the impact of someone like Taylor Swift or Beyonce, because they have created impacts on people, and if you, because, like, if you see their tours, if you see the way people have dressed up and interacted, you know they were heavily impacted. So I get the CD. <laughs> uh, I have the CD. And then on Thursday, I go to school because I'm helping with this project, like, this, you know, volunteering hours and stuff. And I go inside, like, this office and I'm doing the work. And then the the faculty, like, talks about 
Taylor. Like, they're, 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 like, one of them's, like, like, have you seen, like, those videos of, like, that one concert? And then, like, another faculty member's like, oh, Taylor. And then they look at me, and they're like, have, have you gone to see her? Like, or have you heard any people? And I'm just like, I've heard of people who've went five times. Which is, like, saying money. <laughs> it's giving money. <laughs> if, you, if you get to see her five, or even more than or even more than five times, which, you know, um, but yeah, shortly after I come home, I'm done with my work and such, and, um, something sudden came up, um, and I, like, it was, I had to, like, pack an overnight bag, because it was very sudden, and we had to go out of town the next thing in the morning, and as I'm packing, my friend Natalie, shout out to Natalie. Um, I just she says like, "Hi, Micah." Like you know, I, I like I don't know if you're busy and, and and such, but like I was wondering if you want to go see Taylor Swift. I'm, I drop my things. I'm like holding on to the phone. I drop my things, and I immediately decline because this this something sudden. Something that was, that, that happened, that popped up was, you know, very important. And I said I could not because, you know, it, it was a little bit more important at the time. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it, it was, it, it was important. And, um, that was my first initial reaction. And then I tell my mom this and my mom's like, what? She's like, what? <laughs> like, you should go. And I have this debate with myself and with my dad um, mainly because I debated with myself on this, if I should go. And my dad, you know, he was so nice in saying, you should go. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I, shortly after I declined, I said, yes, I would be more than happy to go. And it was, you know, I, the next like 12 hours, more than 12 hours. I don't know how much time left there was, but the next 12 hours was crazy to process, crazy to handle. And, um, this is only the beginning. So yeah, but yeah. So let's move forward to the outfit. We're going to talk about the outfit because my initial reaction after I accepted saying yes was, oh god, I should really dress up for this. <laughs> because I've only gone, I, if, you, if you listened to the Looking Into Concerts episode, um, I've only gotten to see Harry Styles, and I loved that show so much. I got to see him at the Forum uh, last year. Last year, and uh, I loved, I loved that concert. It was such a good time. Just the pure joy from everyone just, you know, dancing and just, you know, laughing, crying, holding on to each other. It was just an experience and getting to know each other. If you haven't watched the Love on Tour trailer, the the last one, I think it was after he did the last show, you get to see, you know, the fans interacting with each other. You know, they have these honest conversations and they vibe and, you know, I, 
I, I truly think if you've built a community, like, for example, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, uh, Harry Styles, you know, um, SZA. I love SZA. I really wish I could go see her. <laughs> um, you know, you just have those communities of fans, of these artists, and you never know if these people, um, you know, the these strangers at first, they will become, like, your very best friend. And I've seen that happen. And I'm so happy for those people, you know. And uh, it's it's truly a once in a lifetime experience to have that connection with people so yeah um moving on to the outfit i debated about three different eras and my like with what matched with my wardrobe and i was like okay either i do folklore and I have a vest, which is like the cardigan. I do Evermore. I have, like, the orange pants that I can make something work like a top or something. Or I have all black and I can just go with Reputation. And I chose Reputation because it was the easiest. Um, I have a black shirt. I have my black pants and my black belt. I have my chain, my silver chain. I, I put on rain shoes. Now, hold on. They're not... They're not like really rain shoes, but they're but they're they're better for like when it comes to terms in terms of like raining, like hardcore or something. But they're kind of like mount mountain shoes, if you will. Uh, they're Nike, <laughs> but they're black, white, and gold. Which, from what I've seen from people who talk about the Reputation era, it is those are the colors: black, white, red, and gold. So, it was. The outfit was outfitting. I loved it. I was so proud of myself <laughs> with, with with what I had accomplished. It may have been a simple outfit, but, you know, at least it matched with one of the eras. So, there we go. And, uh, yeah. Reputation era. I was manifesting <laughs> for a Reputation surprise song. And... I'm not going to lie, I'm not complaining with the surprise songs I had, but, you know, again, I can't. So I had hung up my clothes, like, in my bathroom, I got the hangers and stuff, like, I hung my stuff up, and then I got everything ready, and then I went to bed, like, around 11.45 at night. You guys, I slept so good <laughs> when I got to sleep so late. Um... <clears throat> excuse me but like yeah i had been waking up early because i have a new dog named rosie and she's about like five to six months now uh she's a golden doodle so she's very active so i have to wake up at like around eight seven in the morning and i check in on my parents and then i get ready i do my one hour peloton right just to get me energized and then after i completely sweat i get into the shower to get ready and then i had some I had to get into the mood, so I had some Midnight's and Speak Now TV playing uh, while I was getting dressed, and I was, you know, I was just, like, all over the place. So I, you know, as I was playing, I was getting my clothes ready, and I was, like, debating with myself, like, should I change back into maybe a different era? Because at first, again, I was debating with myself, like, should I go for Reputation? Should I go for Folklore? I could do Evermore. Who knows, right? <laughs> 
And again, I had decided that I would just go stick with Reputation. So I wore black, of course, and from what I've seen, the colors of Reputation are black, a little gray, red, um, like a little bit of red, and even some gold. Um, but luckily I had all black clothing, so I put on a nice black shirt, some black jeans, a gray chain, white socks, uh, probably my brown and gray shoes, because they were comfortable. I was debating either wearing that to be comfy or my rain shoes or like my they're they're good for the rain but they're called um mountain shoes they're like i don't know it was gold white black and it really spoke reputation to me so and they were comfortable too so that's the bonus side so i went with those shoes and then yeah but again you're going to a concert that's roughly over three and a half hours and you're going to be dancing, you're going to be screaming, you're going to be vibing, you're going to be jumping and doing all the different things. And you need to be comfortable, especially when it comes to your feet. I had also bought a jacket with me. Um, it was white with the light blue, uh, with with some blue lines on it. And uh, it it kind of gave some 1989. Yeah, it kind of gave those vibes off. Um, yeah. Oh, and then I also brought my sunglasses to complete the look because, yeah, I'm set and I'm ready to go. I got my wallet and my phone. Everything's set. I got my water. I'm hydrated. And then I am ready to go. And then as I get the text from Natalie, I go in and Natalie is wearing um, a Miss Americana, like, pageant, um outfit it was so cute i'm so obsessed and then uh megan was giving some reputation and red vibes in my opinion um she was mainly reputation but yeah and i just knew we were gonna have a fun fun time together so then after uh i get picked up we go over we pick up amanda and isis and then we all head over to sofi stadium which the last time I've been to Inglewood was when I got to see Harry. Uh, if you want to know, again, I've already mentioned it. I'm going to mention it again. If you want to know more about my experience with Harry, uh, definitely check out the Looking Into Our Concerts episode. But yeah, just seeing Harry was also such a great experience. Uh, so yeah, but I've been to Inglewood many times in my life, especially when I was young, because... Um, it was my where my parents worked um, for like a good 10, over a decade. And um, we know people in Inglewood who've been like family and it really did feel like coming home again. It's always nice to come home again to Inglewood. And I've been to the Forum for a couple of concerts, but it was my first time ever going to SoFi. It's a stadium and the only stadium... I, you know, that I've ever been to was Angel Stadium, which I believe is not even, it's not really a concert venue. So it's really interesting having SoFi turn from a sports venue to a concert venue. I just find that so interesting. But yeah, it's, again, it's a stadium. It's big. It's obviously it's massive. And you have hundreds of thousands of people everywhere compared to the forum which the capacity for the form is roughly 17,000, I believe. 
And then SoFi is just over 70,000. I truly think there was more than 70,000 people in that stadium, which is quite the difference. So yeah, it's, uh, it's massive. It's massive. Um, oh, I forgot to mention while we were in the car, the, um, five of us, Amanda made these friendship bracelets. I think everybody brought friendship bracelets except for me, (laughs) but, um, you know, they, there's all these different bracelets with like all these different eras from Taylor and even quotes from her songs. Um, you know, if, if I had time to, uh, to like formally get ready I would have made some friendship bracelets that would have been really nice to do I would have made some from folklore speak now and midnights um because those are the albums I knew the most (laughs) so yeah um maybe some 1989 anyways I got a 1989 bracelet an invisible string bracelet with the line one thread of gold I love the song invisible string it is one of my favorite beautiful sweet loving songs from folklore and if you have not listened to folklore i highly recommend that you listen to that song because of the production and the lyrics and the story behind it i'm rambling so (laughs) anyways um yeah we we were driving and then also we got to see another swifty car saying like this is the getaway car (laughs) um that was funny. That was cute. So we go to Inglewood. We arrive. And we get, uh, we're, we're dropped, like, near the stadium. And then as we walk across the street, like, everybody's in these cute outfits. There's butterflies in people's hair. It's just so colorful, so beautiful. But then as we cross the street, like, we go to one end, right? We, we still have another street to cross. I hear this agitating, grating voice yelling out, why do you, like, it's like, why do you deserve sin? Or how dare you define, like, Jesus or whatever? And I hate, I absolutely hate sidetracking to this, but I, it just, it it just gives me the ick. I am not, I just don't like it when you have people that force or they throw people into guilt or something, or I'll say it for someone that they love, you know, everyone is different and every and not everyone is the same because it just strips them of their individuality. It's frustrating. And again, that could be a whole other episode. Um, but you know, I was, I was not a fan of that. That was just disturbing and rude and just shoving down just things to people's throats. But I will say, it was funny, as we crossed the street over to SoFi, um, I gave them the finger, (laughs) I gave them the finger, and there was this girl in front of us, and she was in a full-on devil's bright red outfit, she has the horns, she's going into SoFi, I, everyone, laughs it is so funny and um yeah it was we all laughed it was so ironic <laughs> um so yeah as we enter through we are outside of sofi officially 
And we get in, we find our seats, and I was in shock because we were, like, near where Taylor could be playing out to the front so I could get a good zoom in on her for surprise songs. And that was just incredible. (laughs) That was really, really fun. And uh, that just, like, upped my level of excitement even more. So after we find our seats, we take photos, you do a photo shoot, people um, are asking us if we could take photos of them, and we're like, yes, of course, and you know, um, so yeah, we, we sat down, we all decided what we were trying to do, and we decided to look at the merch lines, and they were long, they were so long, and, um, we weren't sure what to do, so we were just like, we're going to divide and conquer. So half of us got snacks, half of us went to get merch, and off we went. So we go... I went on the August 5th show, which has Haim and Gail as the openers of the show, and they perform at six. So Gail's set, I believe, Gail was the first one. She started from six to six thirty, I, th- I think. She only has an EP, and she, we heard, I heard some cover of a song. Whoever has her set list, please correct me on this, <laughs> but it's popular. I do remember it was a popular song. Um, uh, I forgot the title, but yeah. And then infamously, we all heard A B C D E F U. Uh, which we all sing along to that. Even as I was in the merch line with Amanda and Megan, <laughs> we were all singing to it. And um, her 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 vocal range, Gail's vocal range is incredible. Like it is seriously giving me that rock vibe, and um, she's just really talented especially with with her voice range her vocal range so we love you gail so then we're still waiting not much progress has been made in terms of the line moving (laughs) but it's seven o'clock so we have like an hour until taylor and we're still in line of course haim is on and they're killing it um they were they were so great i was so happy that they were chosen for the tour and i'm gonna be very honest I'm so excited because by the time this episode's out, Taylor's already in um, Mexico. And her opener is Sabrina Carpenter. And, you know, she's opening in Latin America and I think Australia. I love Sabrina and uh, emails I can't send so much. It is one of my albums of the year, probably one of my most played albums of the year. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see all those videos of her just opening up on tour. The set list, I'm hoping for Read Your Mind and Feather. It would be a crime to me if that wasn't on there. I'm pretty sure it's on there. But yeah, um, I might be going crazy, but if Taylor, like, brings out Sabrina for, like, one of her songs, I will lose it. Because, like, again... Something similar like this happened with Gracie Abrams. Um, You know, I know Gracie was like freaking out over that. Because imagine having Taylor Swift 
sing one of your songs, a song that you made, a song that you created, a song that you wrote, and she's singing it. You're singing it with her. You two are duetting. That was so... That Just like imagine that moment. Like you have your idol, your favorite person, sharing something that you both equally love. That's all I'm going to say. That That is cute. That is cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, where was I? Um, Alright, so we... Heim. We're back to Heim. And, um... It's like, again... They're incredible. The set goes on. And luckily, we have about nine minutes... Until Taylor opens up tour. And... We get our merch. I got a two... This is... Hold on. This is like the biggest size ever like ever 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 because they ran out of my normal size for the t-shirt i got a 2xl Aeros tour shirt and i sleep in it in fact i'm probably wearing it right i'm probably gonna wear it tonight but you know it's something i could nap in or even i could I could, it could act as a blanket. <laughs> it can act like as a blanket. Um, it's, it, you know, it, yeah. But it's comfy. The material is so comfy and I love it. Uh, so yeah, anyways, we all go back to our seats. We got the snacks, we got the waters, we got everything ready. And uh, the, the we notice. If you if you notice the screen, it has like Taylor and all her different eras, different colors of those eras, and uh, then it shifts from that into the clock from Bejeweled, and it has a countdown, and the song "Applause" is playing, and we're all do everyone is doing the wave, and we're all clapping on beat together, and then the clock strikes, and the lights turn off, and the entire crowd roars. So, as you may have heard, (laughs) there's the intro. It's over a minute, but there's different clips of Taylor in her different eras, and it's the intro to um, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, and the dancers are wearing these giant orange and pink large things. I can't even describe it, but they float in the air as they're like holding it down. Like they have it like strapped to the waist like a little belt and it flows beautifully and then taylor swift emerges from the ground of the stage let's begin with the concert okay so before we get into the concert i'm just gonna say this i'm sorry for my voice (laughs) my throat's not feeling a hundred percent today but uh yeah so apologies for that moving on we go into Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, which is from Lover. And we all know the set list in case 
you were wondering what it was. We're going to go in order. We're going to go in order like Taylor. We're going to do Lover, Fearless, Evermore, Reputation, Speak Now, Red, Folklore, 1989, the Acoustics section, or aka the Surprise Songs of the Evening, and Midnight. So like I mentioned earlier, Lover begins the concert, and I love that because I do think it's the best way to start off, because Taylor announced Loverfest when that album was out, but unfortunately that got cancelled because of the pandemic. There's been this debate online if the tour did happen for like one to two, to two dates, and then it got cancelled. Some people are saying it did not happen at all. Um... I'm leaning towards there was nothing because I think we would have gotten videos of that tour, even for the one to two dates. So, yeah. But as someone who hadn't become a Swifty or was that much interested in Taylor at that time, again, I was just so happy that Lover was the beginning because in a way it does feel like this entire like the outfits to the design to the visuals it all feels like what taylor had planned for loverfest and it's again from the dancers to the costumes and and the props i i I couldn't help but wonder if again this is if this was the plan all along when lover came out so yeah um it's yeah I I think it's a full circle moment because if you haven't also noticed, I've seen TikToks of people who got tickets to Loverfest and the stage was heart-shaped. And if you look at the Aristor, you probably have seen the Aristor stage layout. It's a diamond. It's like a little runway and then it's a diamond and then it's a little runway and then it's like a, a rectangle. But it's a diamond at the center. So little bejeweled reference, but we're not into Midnight's just yet. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, following Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, we go straight into Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer 2023, it has become the clear revival for this song. And it's been proven that because now it's officially a single from Lover, which I'm surprised it wasn't even a single in the first place. Um, but it's, again, it's, a su- it's such a great way to build up the energy and to have her follow that up with the man And I know what you might be saying. Did you sing any of the lyrics to the man? No. Because why? I am a boy. I am a man. (laughs) And I will not be singing about what men get in the world. Or what about a woman wants from a man. Or like what a woman envisions herself if she was the man. Because women deserve the power of a man. Because, you know, men get away with so much and then... 
you know, women, it's a whole, that whole song is, you know, so important. And if you have not listened to it, listen to it because it's an important song. (laughs) So then we go into You Need to Calm Down after the man. And it just, the energy just gets higher and higher. And I'm just like looking at the crowd and I just see happiness that Taylor is back again. Even for the first time in my case, I was just so happy to see her. You know, just even if it was for a millisecond, my day would have been made. Like, you know, and just having her sing these songs. Again, I'm sidetracking, but I don't care. Just having her sing those songs that you grow up with. Just beautiful. Uh, So then we slow things down. She gives a speech. And after she gives that speech, she sings Lover. And it is such a cool and lovely song to just sway and wrap your arms around somebody. However, that did not happen to me because I'm single and who knows if I will ever be in a relationship. (laughs) But then, you know, Lover is so beautiful. And you have the dancers just like dancing with each other in these bright colored clothes and dresses and suits or just uh, button-ups, even, you know? And then we have a dramatic shift into the Archer, which is such an experience to witness live. And if you've seen that, if there was this video of her um, where it looks like she's a, like she's actually a beacon of light. Her entire body is glowing, like actually glowing like a sun (laughs) um and that experience into words is just unspeakable and as she's singing they see right through me they see right through me you get these bright yellow sparks rain from above and the lover house is there by the way throughout that entire set list for lover the house is there and you see the lover house it emerges and then it gets caught on fire. And, you know, that rain of sparks comes down and then it transitions into fearless. And this is the era, one of the eras that is like one of the shortest presented in the concert. But Taylor comes out of the stage from the wall where the, where the visuals and the projections are. And sh- there she is. She's with her guitar, she's skipping up and down, she sings the title track, Fearless, and then she goes into You Belong With Me, and then Love Story. And she just freely dances, she shakes, she has the tassel dress, not the octopus dress as people have called it, I think. Um, It was a time. People were dancing, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, that was, like, where I was first introduced to Taylor. So it was, like, a little part of, like, my little self, like, came out and just, like, had fun. Uh, yeah, Fearless Era was very, very cute. After we have fun with the last two eras, we get into the Hefty Mature Era, which is Evermore, which is the older sister to folklore. Fun fact, I did listen to the album three days before the concert, and... I, part of me just had this big regret as to why I didn't listen to it sooner. And I'll tell you what made me listen to it. It was because when Haim was brought out for Nobody No Crime, which replaced Tis the Damn Season, 
was that the song? That might have been the song before Haim came out. Um, anyways, but their feature, and I listened to the lyrics, and I was like, oh, this sounds so good. So I did listen to No Body, No Crime. Uh, the only songs from Evermore I ever listened to were uh, Willow, No Body, No Crime, and Champagne Problems. So that's like that was like my knowledge of Evermore. What so what happened is that before we get into that era, the stage transitions into this forest and trees emerge from the stage, and the instrumental is so beautiful. There are strings, there are there's this piano playing, and then everything just stops. sirens emerge and the crowd goes wild because Taylor and Haim they come up from the ground they're also close together and they play no body no crime Taylor is wearing the light orange yellow dress with the white lace it's the Evermore dress and it's so funny what she does because she grabs her dress and she twirls and she spins <laughs> she's being so goofy <laughs> for a dark song about murder it's so funny Haim did phenomenal they did get to sing different verses of the song compared to Taylor who sings all of it I believe or, or most of it Haim just come in at like certain points of the song but they were so cute and it was perfection and I really want a music video for this song so badly I I just want films based off of folklore and evermore after Haim exits the stage, we get into Willow, and Taylor is wearing this dark green cape, and the dancers are wearing orange with their also dark green capes, and beautiful witchcraft emerges. <laughs> it is such magic that I cannot describe. The dancers are holding these cauldrons, and they throw their cauldrons, and this gold dust spills. It, it just feels like there's magic, and everything was executed so beautifully from the choreography, and the um from the choreography the costumes and the visuals that are presented on the stage it's just so beautiful and you get to witness like a summoning <laughs> of, of something then we get into marjorie which if you do not know it is about taylor's grandmother and her passing we all put flashlights on our phones because it is such a beautiful experience um I'm not going to forget this experience because a fan started this and they were like, you know, we should put our flashlights up, you know, and their friend, I think, was saying like, oh, but like nobody else is doing it. And the girl who started this idea was saying, well, we could be the first ones to do so. And they did it and then everybody else did it. And it's been a tradition and I could not. I honestly could not imagine having to do that song as Taylor because it is an emotional song and you could just see the emotion on her face 
Um, I think in some instances she was crying because of how beautiful the impact and the intent was behind this um, this fan project, if you will. Um, but yeah, it was so beautiful. And I'm not gonna, it's one of my highlights from the tour, just witnessing that live. Then after Marjorie, we get into the song of Evermore, that song, Evermore, which is Champagne, which is Champagne Problems. Oh my god, I was gonna slip that out. Anyways, we get into Champagne Problems, which I think is my second song that I've listened to, um from Evermore I again I listened to Willow uh Nobody No Crime recently before going to the tour and Champagne Problems those are like the only three I knew or that I've heard about prior to going to the tour and listening to the full album and it is such a cathartic experience just singing the chorus of Champagne Problems especially the lyric what a shame she's fucked in the head. And guys, I was having the time of my life. I was screaming it out. And the song ends. And we all give her a standing ovation. And Taylor is so cute during this. She's like, she's like, who, me? <laughs> like, and we're all like, yes, because she is, she is a star. After the standing ovation is over... Um, ours was not as long as the day after the concert because uh, it was like eight minutes, I believe, an eight minute standing ovation, which is wild to me. That is insane. But um, yeah, after we're done with the standing ovation, we go into Tolerate It and she introduces her piano player and the piano player plays an interlude. And as the interlude is being played, Taylor is setting up a table. There's this long table that's on the stage. And she's setting up plates and glasses, even flowers on it. And then we officially go into the song. And three minutes later, everything is thrown because of the song. <laughs> uh, if you know Tolerate It, you know the meaning of it. So, yeah. This tour did have some theatrical elements that I detected and I noticed even more witnessing it live so I will get there's some more later on so we'll we'll let you we'll let you know about that but yeah it was so interesting and uh Evermore the album I did not know that much about recently became one of my favorite highlights of the tour suddenly you hear sirens, and I go wild because it's Taylor and Haim emerging from the ground up, and they're all so close together. Taylor is wearing that light orange yellow dress with the white lace, and she's grabbing that dress. She's swinging it around as she's twirling. She's so playful <laughs> for, for such a cute, or not a cute, a dark female, uh, Fatal song, but we love her for it. Haim did phenomenal again. Uh, they got to sing different verses of uh, Nobody No Crime compared to Taylor, who sings all of it, I believe. Um, they were so cute, especially at the end. They were like jumping up and down, like their knees were going up and down. It was so cute. Um, they're, they're besties. 
and uh i really this song just made me want a music video or a short film of this song so badly i really want films based off of folklore and evermore because the worlds in those two are just incredible so anyways after heim leaves the stage we get into willow and taylor is wearing the dark green cape the the dancers are all wearing orange with the dark green capes and beautiful witchcraft emerges and it's magic that i cannot describe actually i wish i was like you know joking but it's it's purely magic and the dancers they're throwing their cauldrons up in the air and there's this gold dust that like spills like it's from above it's completely magic and then after the witchcraft ensues and the summoning <laughs> the summoning of it all uh, we go into marjorie and marjorie is a song about taylor's grandmother and her passing and we all put the flashlights on on our phones and it is such a beautiful wholehearted experience and it's something I'm not going to forget because that idea for having everybody with their phones and the flashlights on was inspired by a fan. And you can just, you know, it, you can see the impact that it made on Taylor. You could see the emotion on her face. You know, sometimes she was even crying while seeing that and the lights were everywhere. And, um... You know, I, I can't even imagine how she feels every night performing that song. Um, but it's such a beautiful, lovely moment. So, yeah. After Marjorie, we go into what I consider is the song of Evermore. And that is Champagne Problems. And I was ready for this one. I had listened to this way before listening to the full album of evermore for the first time so taylor gives a little speech about how she wants to release as many albums as humanly possible and i'll get to that uh, after the concert recap because there's so many things i have to say about this and um because her pen truly does not stop writing there's always glitter in that pen <laughs> so we sing the song and we get to the bridge which uh here you go Guys, I was having the time of my life during that song, and I just wanted to scream it out. Like, I just screamed that out completely. Um, the song ends, and then we give her a standing ovation. And Taylor is so cute during the standing ovations. She's like, who? Me? Like, everybody is like, this is, like, yes, who else would it be? <laughs> um, the la <sighs> L.A. was crazy because... I think it was right the show after us they gave her an eight, over an eight minute standing ovation and my friends were in that audience so and that was the longest recorded like applause ever for champagne problems that was insane <laughs> um she introduces the piano player who plays an interlude to tolerate it and i view this song as like listen to me like I, because i've been watched i've been listened i've understood you but you do the same but do you do the same to me like you know you 
it tolerated is that song song there's a lot of those songs on specifically evermore in my opinion because evermore is much more mature compared to folklore like you can see why evermore is called the bigger sister the older sister of folklore anyways as the piano player plays the interlude there's this long large table and taylor is setting plates like it's dinner time and she's setting you know table or not she's setting glasses and plates and even roses on the table and then three minutes later it gets all thrown because of the song and this tour has some theatrical elements to this that i detected and i noticed even more live so there's a lot of detail in this tour. Okay. We're about to enter the next era. We have officially entered into the reputation era. It is the most baddest, boldest, truthful, and a thrilling era to be in for the concert. The lights flicker, we hear the snake hissing, and there's the visuals from the album. I think it's like Taylor walking like with black and red boots and we see the snake hissing again and the intro for ready for it plays the energy is through the roof because reputation is that era it is the era where taylor turns everything about her reputation around because again it's that what led up to that era was just so sad and if you want to get more insight to that i recommend watching miss americana i watched it right after um or after the tour and uh you know anyways okay moving on right before it plays the energy's through the roof and it is the perfect opening for this era taylor and the dancers are in these black and red bodysuits that are just everything the costumes on this tour are everything and then this is where my, my energy just shot up into the sky because the fireworks, uh, <laughs> there were fireworks that just like in my head, in my brain, they just shot up because of the next song, Delicate. And I'm just going to play it for you. I'm just going to play the clip that made you, <laughs> you, you'll know, hold on. As you could tell, I was very hyped this song from reputation really wanted me or i can't even speak as you could tell i am so excited for the song that song from Reputation made me really want to listen to the album. And I know, I know people are going to say that I'm crazy, but I I had made a promise to not stream the stolen versions of the albums. And I know people are like, again, like you're crazy or like the patience. And I'll tell you, the patience was growing thin with Reputation. <laughs> I did listen to delicate on one of those like lyric videos like the mountain like you know like those lyric videos with like the mountain 
in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I vibed. Um, I had a good time when I first listened to it. And it is one of my favorite songs from that era. However, whatever reputation TV comes out, we'll see what else I love, especially from the vault tracks. Imagine the vault tracks for rep TV. Again, I cannot speak today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I vibed. I danced. I sang along. When it comes to Delicate, I always sing along. And then we move on from Delicate to the ethereal moment, which is Don't Play Me. And I don't have much to say for the song other than the vocals and the lighting and the visuals are just stunning. They are stunning and so beautiful. And as you already know, it's just so perfect especially when she reaches the high note of the song and she sustains it uh so yeah then we move on she tra she oh my god I f <laughs> she transitions from that song into look what you made me do which made the crowd erupt everyone went wild and it is just one of those seamless transitions that makes you wonder about things like, I don't know if there were transitions on those two songs on the original album, but, uh, I don't think so. But just to imagine that, it's like, wow. So anyways, we're going into Look What You Made Me Do. We see that the dancers are trapped in these glass boxes, and they are dressed up in the different eras of Taylor, including Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and Midnight's, I think. The new eras are trapped in the visuals and the visuals only have like Taylor and the outfits and she's like, it's like, <laughs> and then like, choose your fighter. <laughs> um, anyways, there, there were so many versions of her trapped and I'm just like how it's replicating how the original albums are trapped and how she can't retrieve them back. But with her re-recordings and the vault tracks, she most certainly can and the Reputation era is one of the most high-energy, high-level eras for me, where I didn't even want to sit down at all, even if my feet were tired. That is how big that whole, that, that little section meant. And Reputation was a vibe. We love, we, we love Reputation. We have now entered into the Speak Now era, which is currently, at the time of this recording, one of the recent re-recordings of Taylor's past six albums, which when, uh, which, which this is being number three, and she, that she's released fully. So we start off with the snake from Reputation, and it's flowing through the stage as this purple ether is present on stage, it's the visuals, and we can hear very very little edited muffled audio of enchanted it's like different parts of it and it's such a beautiful and perfect way to start this era and i learned that enchanted was actually the original title of speak now and i view the song as nothing but magic of meeting someone who you are interested in but it's like that childhood childlike wonder in my opinion it's like when you meet someone you're young, you know, maybe you had a crush on, or you're just enchanted by them. It's like a magic spell has hit you. And yeah, I, I love Enchanted. Taylor walks on stage in this layered 
white to lavender to purple dress and i have to say one of my favorite outfits from the tour and uh i think people have been saying i i think i might be right on this this was the dress the dress where she like uh did she announced speak now or was it when speak now was released and she uh did like a little launch party i don't remember but it was one of the two and uh yeah anyways we go into enchanted It's just so beautiful to see live. You get to see the dancers. They're dancing around Taylor. And the band is playing live. And it's just so beautiful. I loved it. It's pure magic. Then we go into Long Live, which is the perfect song to follow up and uh, to add to the set list. Especially when she added when she added it after Speak Now TV came out in July. She did bring out the Goy, the Koi Fish guitar, excuse me. From, from the Speak Now World Tour. And I actually thought she didn't use it anymore after that launch party concert weekend for Speak Now TV. But no, she actually brought it. And this was so exciting for everyone. Um, and Long Live is about celebrating loved ones, the fans, the band, the singers, just everyone who's made this possible. And I'm going to play for you in a moment um, one of those moments that will be forever ingrained in my brain. Promise me this. It's just stand by me forever. screams i promise when taylor you know sings the lyric like promise me this and that just made my heart full for no reason like i was like holding my heart i was like my heart and when taylor sings please tell them my name i yell out we will we will because it's impossible not to know it's impossible not to bring up taylor swift in one way or another taylor swift has always been present in our lives in one way or another so you know it's impossible not to mention her at times um but experiencing that song the whole set list that was just so beautiful and there was this cute moment where taylor raised her koi fish guitar in the air and she just shook her head in excitement she had she even stuck her tongue out and she was so cute and wholesome after that wholesome experience, we enter into the red era, and one of the dancers pops out. She pushes this red cart on stage, and she opens the lid two to three times, and it's playing State of Grace, Red, etc. And after that last song, 
or which was red. A drum roll, a drum roll starts and balloons float out of the cart, which is probably like one of the visuals. And T- Taylor <laughs> and the dancers pop out. They're they're all skipping. Taylor's wearing the sparkly black shorts with the t-shirt of I think it was who is Taylor Swift anyway? Ew. That might have been the shirt. I don't know. And the 22 hat, which obviously leads us into 22. And we have that high energy and Taylor's vocals. She like, she vocalizes a lot in uh, certain sections of that song. And then, I mean, her vocals are everything and the dancers are everything. And she and the dancers look around for the person who she's going to give the hat to. Because every night she will always give the hat to someone in the crowd preferably like in the front like seats like floor essentially so yeah and I got to see the person actually I took a video on my phone and I could zoom in I could see the person they were just so excited and it's just so cute and wholesome whenever somebody gets that hat because you know it just like imagine just like seeing Taylor and just like a concert and then she walks up to you and she gives you something from her like that that's just cute um one of the cutest moments ever on tour so then we move on from 22 to we are never ever getting back together which is the moment that you call your situationship do not text call them and you clarify things if the situation it becomes a situation if you haven't done it what are you doing moving on we go into all too well the 10 minute version where taylor has the spotlight on her she's wearing this long black to red coat uh it just sparkles and it shimmers everywhere and you can just see it and uh just see it sparkle and shimmer a lot of the material has that shimmering sparkling effect she is a mirror ball folks are we not surprised <laughs> um anyways those 10 minutes were a cathartic experience to yell out the lyrics especially fuck the patriarchy and uh for me also this one As we transition into the next era, we hear Seven from Folklore, and it is serving as an interlude. And Taylor is speaking the lyrics, and we get to see the dancers do this ballet piece. Um, and it's really gorgeous. There's like, like it has a striking difference compared to Evermore, because again, Evermore and uh, Folklore are sister albums with one another. And I think folklore really adapts more to the forest compared to folklore, which is also in a forest, but it's mainly in a cabin and little references to a city, but also the ocean. Like folklore was like a foundation and then evermore completes the pavement of that. As the dancers are dancing, uh, we've, entered into the album that piqued my interest even more for Taylor Swift and we enter the folklore era as I just mentioned and the cabin appears 
Yes, the folkloric cabin appears, and Taylor is in her white flowing dress, and she's laying on the roof of the cabin singing the one, which if I had to narrow it down to my favorite songs from folklore, the one is like definitely, I'm not going to say it's the one, <laughs> not number one. Um, it's definitely up there with one of my favorite songs off of that album and possibly from her as an artist. There's only a few that I'm like, oh, I really love this song, you know, but the one just does something. Um, I have to also point out, I got so excited. I wish I recorded this part, but, um, I, I, I got, like, I, <laughs> oh God. I noticed the note change and I swear I was the first one to scream out of over 70,000 people like, as soon as I noticed it, I just freaked out. That just, that, that little note just, like, changes everything for me. Um, I apologize to my section that just listened to me screech after any moment, but that was magical, and the one was just beautiful. So after that song, Taylor brings out a guitar, and she enters inside the cabin, and, uh, she talks about how there is a love triangle on the album, and there was a lot of uh, discussion about this when Folklore was released, even after it was released. And, um, you know, she talks about that love triangle and how she made this album during the pandemic. And after that little speech, she sings Betty, who is one of the girls who is in this love triangle on the album. And right as that harmonica plays, there is this girl in front of me. Um, she just hands me a friendship bracelet and it says, Betty, that was a perfect moment. <laughs> very on the nose, very cute. And I, she gives me the bracelet and I take it. And then I give it to my friend, Amanda, who loves the song, Betty. So a little shout out to Amanda. Next, we go into the first song I had ever listened to other than cardigan from the album which is the last great american dynasty as i mentioned probably roughly an hour ago about how i got into folklore and how that song really just motivated me to listen to the album and uh th again this was a homework assignment for me it was you know in english and i you know i, I don't care how many times i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna talk about it again you know, I just kept on listening to the song more and more, and I fell in love with it even more and more. And analyzing those lyrics just to find out what the song was about, it was just beautiful. And, yeah. Anyways, during the song, you get to see the dancers dress up as the characters mentioned in the song, and the visuals are beautiful. There's this train that's, like, flowing. Not flowing. It's, like, you know just driving through it's absolutely beautiful and again i just need the folklore slash evermore films to just be released i just need them to be made and done and then we're gonna be then we're, then we're fine <laughs> the next song made me emotional because of the one thing that the one thing that taylor asks the audience and that is 
what month is it? And everybody screams August, which is the next song. And just to listen to that song on a drive or even on a walk, you are just transported into this mythical forest visually. And you just experience something very different, completely different, something ethereal, even. And I just loved that. So after August is over, we go into immediately the chorus of illicit affairs, which people just screech out and uh, very valid, very, very valid. And then we uh, we enter into My Tears Ricochet, which is, I have to say, out of all the songs, out of all the visuals, this song and the visuals strike me the most because you get to see Taylor marching with the female dancers who are all dressed in black except for Taylor she still has the white dress on and they march forward to the front of the stage that little rectangle and the visuals from what I remember you see this woman she's like spinning in a black ball gown and you see a tear running down her face and then she's plunged into the ocean or underwater and her arms are out as if she's reaching out to something or to someone. And it's so dark, but yet hauntingly beautiful. And that just made me, again, I really want to film on Folklore or Evermore. And uh, after that, we go straight into Cardigan which we have all heard, we've all listened. It's been on TikTok, it's been on Instagram Reels. One way or another, we've heard it. We leave the cabin and we enter right into the city. We've officially entered into the 1989 era, which I will talk about the announcement of 1989 TV, which is coming out nine years, nine years after the original. Exactly. It just baffles me. Okay, moving on. Um, we'll talk about that after I talk about the concert. We go into style and we're all vibing. This entire album just makes you want to just move or even sway or just, you know, pop a dance move with those songs. Everyone, all the dancers are dressed in black and white skirts or suits, shirts, whatever you will. And Taylor is shining in her sparkling pink top and shirt or not shirt, her pink top and skirt. <laughs> Moving on, there's not much to say about Blank Space other than she has a golf club with her. And uh, if you know the golf club moment from the 1989 tour, people did chant out like LA or Sydney <laughs> as she like whacks like the golf club, like on the metal, metallic, whatever it is. Um, she doesn't whack anything. She just swings it. And the dancers are on bicycles, which is quite, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I would like to, I would love to be on that stage just riding a little bicycle <laughs> around. Um, after that, we move on to Shake It Off, which is, which everyone and their mother has heard. I cannot, words cannot describe how much I missed this song. I know people are like, it's overrated, like, like, it's not, a, we're not a fan. I don't care. I love Shake It Off because it gets you in the move. You just want to shake. You just want to vibe. You just want to dance to it. 
And, uh, you know, I, 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 guys, I was shaking. I was dancing. I was shimmying my shoulders. <laughs> it was such a time. And I adored it. After we are shaking it off, we go into Wildest Dreams, which is the first song released from 1989 TV uh, as a single. And the visuals here were also so striking because Taylor is sleeping in her bed. But, but <laughs> the side of the other side where like a partner would sleep is on fire. And something about that shock or that shot, I cannot speak today, I'm so sorry, something about that shot just, like, strikes me again, like, it's one, I would have to rank, uh, this, like, in the top five of, like, visuals that I'm so interested about, uh, but yeah, then we move on to Bad Blood, which is the perfect tease from that visual to introduce the next song, and flames are just shooting and they rise up and the visuals presented. Again, it's very interesting. The visuals for 1989 are also very interesting because you see Taylor walking in this room. It's like this wooden house. There's no walls. There's not even a roof at all. You know, it's very, like, it's very much open. And she lights a match and then she burns the house down and the flames are blue in the visuals and the house comes crashing down. And again, this has been something from even way before, like the early days of the tour, right? Um, that there was a lot of talk, there was a lot of discussion amongst the Swifties about this song and the visuals for that. And people have been saying it's the lover house and it does have the same level and structure. So it, it's very interesting to me to see that. So I'm curious about what this means because it, it has to mean a new chapter after the re-recordings. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, someone pointed something else out the Midnight's Era, which leads into that, like, starting a new chapter thing, but we'll get that, we'll get back to that once we reach that era. Welcome to the acoustic section of the evening! As Taylor said, we have arrived to the acoustic section, which is the biggest moment for Swiftball. <laughs> Uh, so this is the acoustic set, and this is where Taylor can play any song from her, from her eras, essentially, except for those that were already on the set list, and she does have a couple of rules that she made up for this particular section of the evening. Number one, if she messes up a lyric, she will perform that song again at a future date during her tour. And number two, songs from Midnight's can be repeated at any time time there were a lot of songs that were left to be performed from midnights and i'll tell you what my dream surprise songs were better than revenge which i love i just love better than revenge i do not mind the supposed mattress line change i love it uh anything from a reputation would have been beautiful because i was in my rap outfit you're on your own, kid. 
Labyrinth, Electric Touch, and Exile, which um, each one of those, I have something to say. <laughs> uh, I love You're On Your Own Kid and Labyrinth. And uh, they're just so beautiful. They're beautiful songs for Midnight's. And they really get to you. Um, Electric Touch was really a one of like, I'm going to say it. All the vault tracks from Speak Now are just incredible. Uh, and I, I love Electric Touch. And then Exile, which is probably the most, that song. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I will play to you the first, that little, the realization of what song we got for surprise song number one. My favorite song. Uh, I hope you'll agree. And if you do agree, you should sing it really loudly. That's the deal. Sing goodbye death by a thousand cuts which which funny i i i kind part of me was like okay maybe it is death by a thousand cuts because of how the guitar was played with the chords and the notes and i was like okay i'm like when it was when that first line came about i'm not gonna lie i i when that first line came out i was like okay it is death by a thousand cuts i was in shock though and i'm not gonna lie I was embarrassed to post my reaction on social media because I don't know that song really well, nor have I listened to the entirety of it, and I apologize ever since that I actually did listen to it, and I love it so, so much, and people were feral over this. People screeched the lyrics, and uh, it was funny. On the night that I got home after the concert, there was this girl. She had her cowboy hat on. She like grabbed the phone and then you see like this almost like full uh 90 degree angle of the camera just going around <laughs> and she's like she's like oh, it's like it's like i don't know uh her it, it was her surprise song also of course and it was her number one choice for a surprise song so i was happy for her but it was just so funny <laughs> about the camera turned around um but yeah <sighs> wholesome very wholesome and exciting all right surprise song number one is out of the way so Taylor walks over and she sets her guitar down and she begins to play the piano. got you're on your own kid <laughs> and it is such an important song to listen to for midnights and it really has impacted so many people it is also a reason why everybody made friendship bracelets and to take in the moment from this concert together because we are all experiencing this once in a lifetime experience together and it was so cute and wholesome and it was so pure and I will never forget that moment. 
However, LA as a whole, we won. <laughs> we won with some surprise songs. Because the next night in LA, I had a couple of my friends go to the next show. And they got dressed and exile. That is a devastating combo. Dress is so sultry and exile is so devastating. <laughs> because exile is about a woman who has seen her ex for the first time since their breakup. And, you know, you get to hear their thoughts collide. And uh, how dark and mature their relationship, how they were, uh, how it must have been. Then the night after that, people got I Know Places and King of My Heart. And then for the final night of the Aerostore, for the fir- for the U.S. leg, she, f- she finally announces the 1989 Taylor's version. And she plays New Romantics, which is the final song that was left from 1989. Now it's gone. And closing out the night with New Year's Day. And if you look on my Instagram, I quoted that song. Uh, I quoted, hold on to the memories. They will hold on to you for my heiress tour dump. And uh, yeah, LA, LA won <laughs> with surprise songs. Especially I Can See You, Maroon, our song, You Are In Love. Like for, that was only for the first two nights in LA. Um, the one pairing that is high up for me is Jack is when Jack Antonoff came out and did Getaway Car with Taylor, and uh, Taylor played Maroon on the piano. That was quite a pairing, uh, quite a devastating pairing. <laughs> but you know what? It was a beautiful pairing. Um, I'm so excited to see what combos Taylor has in store for people. Uh, internationally and uh also for her recently announced u.s dates because i'm excited i'm just so excited for those people and i'm just excited to see if she pulls off something with 1989 tv Uh, i don't know if there's a show on that day or if it's like the day after it comes out who knows but uh yeah because when she announced it a majority of her wardrobe was blue. The Speak Now dress, uh, the folklore set, 1989 itself, of course. So if she adds something new, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I would be very much surprised. We conclude the concert with the final and recent album chronologically, the 10th studio album from Taylor, which is Midnight's. And I view this weird, quirky side of Taylor because, again, this is a concept album with the question, what keeps you up at night? Lavender Haze is the perfect opener for this era and the album because when I first listened to it, I, I just felt like I was being transported into this void. And I could imagine lavender flowers just like moving to the beat (laughs) and i also felt like there were bubbles floating around me and when that muffled sound plays too and if you listen to the song please tell me you hear what i'm talking about because i would really (laughs) i would really like to know i'm not alone in that anyways there are clouds that appear and taylor is dressed in her lavender t-shirt dress she's also wearing a puffy purple coat and then she takes off the coat and then she moves into the one 
one of the most relatable songs that has been written, which is Antihero. She she literally skips down the stage and she waves to the crowd on her left and right, which are at the backsides where the band and the singers are. And there's also this visual, <laughs> it's very hilarious, this visual of a giant tailor in the city. And she ha- she grabs this building and she throws it to the ground and there's helicopters flying around. It's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, and I just love this song so much because it points out the flaws that everybody has or they still have in their life. And it's such a good 80s sound. Like, I get an 80s vibe to it. I know people have been saying 70s. It's late 70s to early 80s vibes for me. But we're bopping to it and uh, trying to ignore how called out we all are. <laughs> But then we enter into Midnight Rain, which is such a good song telling a story about how one person wants a darker tone for their relationship and uh, how the other one wants bliss and happiness. She does do a costume change in this uh, song, which she changes into her blue bodysuit with little tassels at the bottom. It's dark blue, with the, which is the album color, and she swiftly changes the song into vigilante shit which i will say if you have seen the videos of people reacting to her on the chair that was my reaction as well so anyways taylor is with her dancers and there's chairs for everybody she sits on it and everyone does the choreography and on the on their own respective chair and just everyone is in shock. They're like screaming. They're gasping. It's very, very, very hilarious to get that reaction from the audience. And uh, Vigilante shit, the, the beat of the song and the rhythm, the whole song is just a moment. And it really just makes you want to get dressed for revenge. She sits on it and then everyone does this choreography on the chair as this is as this is happening and there are squares that are like on the stage but they like raise into like different heightened levels which moves so smoothly with the beat of the song and the rhythm and uh vigilante shit is a moment and really wants to make you dress for revenge also it is giving cell block tango from chicago <laughs> then as we learn then we learn about taylor being a mastermind with mastermind <laughs> and it is the second to last song of the concert and this is one of the most choreographed dances i have ever seen and um the stage is just it's laid out like a chess game in a way with the black and white pieces at the, as they flip over and they switch as the dancers move around and do a specific move it is such a moment and i love it so much and then after Mastermind, we have arrived to the final song of the evening, which is Karma. And that is a song I claimed when we got Midnight's Mayhem. And it is probably one of my most played songs from the album. And everyone is in these shining, tinsel, puffy, like a puffiness to it for me. These tinsel jackets and... I've seen some fans wear these. 
So I'm really curious to see how they got that material and how they, if they made them, if they made it themselves and such, it's, you know, very, very cute. Anyways, this song is the perfect closer for the entire concert and I was just vibing and I'm, and I'm curious to see if anyone who is listening went to the dates where Taylor brought out Ice Spice because, uh, that's when the Karma music video premiered and I loved how also people cheered for Ice Spice when she went on on her uh three dates I think for the show when she first appeared and they gave her support and so much love but um yeah the Eras tour has officially concluded the uh the leg in the U.S. has officially concluded and uh it this god can't even think of words to describe this moment but you know it's something i will forever remember and i really want to say thank you to natalie for inviting me i literally cannot thank you enough it literally meant the world to me to experience something that is just truly once in a lifetime and i really want to go again (laughs) Um, I don't care if I have to fly out. I'm going to try to get tickets if there is a God out there. But <laughs> before we end, I'm going to get to your responses for the Eras Tour with Looking Into Our Listeners. So for this edition of Looking Into Our Listeners, we asked you guys a couple of questions regarding the Eras Tour. If you went, if you have not, or if you are going to in the future... And 53% of you said that you have gone, which congratulations, I hope you had the time of your life. 41% of you said no, but you know, for those saying no, that they have not gone, I'm manifesting that you will experience it, hopefully. And 6% of you said that you hope so, or that you're going in the future. And then for those who went to the Eras Tour, I did ask, what moment stood out to you? Uh, Ilar responded, <laughs> she couldn't be here today, but she responded saying when she announced 1989 TV, which, uh, I know Ilar had the time of her life at the Eras tour and, uh, Ilar gets the privilege of saying she was there when Taylor Swift announced 1989 Taylor's version, which is, isn't that like something? Wow. Uh, we have another one from a listener saying, don't blame me to look what you made me do transition, which yes, I agree 1000%. That was such a flawless, beautiful transition. And then another person said, and seeing all of the people just trade bracelets and singing along, which is so cute. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the, <laughs> I was going to say the Aero Store. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Looking Into Things. I apologize that my voice was everywhere, like all at once. I, I'm recovering from a little bit of a sore throat also, but uh, yeah, I also apologize for how long it took. I had so many notes and uh, this is actually my third solo episode I had recorded a solo episode for season four about 
like a month ago. So we're developing something different with season four. We're trying to have guests come up, some new, some returning faces, and we're still in the process of recording. But uh, once we're done recording, editing, and planning out the new season before it comes out, we're just making sure that everything is up to par and everything turns out perfectly. That way you don't have to wait a month and a half for us. <laughs> but um, yeah, also that way you can always look forward to something every week when the season launches. So I also have some closing words to say. If you are trying to get Aerostore tickets, I am manifesting the best for you. I hope you get those tickets. Um, it's truly a time that we're living in. Because really, this summer has been the billion girl summer. Beyonce, Barbie, Taylor Swift. Um, it's truly been a moment. I love, I loved this summer. And the fact that this closed out my summer, it was beautiful. And I won't ever forget this. Thank you again for listening. And I hope to see you soon with season four coming in the future for looking into things. Enjoy your day. We'll see you soon as we look into more things. Bye. You lose,